And hello, everyone. This is Rich Sports Talk, Sports Talk Worth a Million, and I'm your host, Nolan Rich. Thank you so much for joining us here on the program today. Now, for those of you who may be joining us for the first time and are new to the podcast, first of all, welcome. Second of all, we talk a lot of football. And one of the things I really enjoy talking about is the draft. I'm a huge draft nerd. I'm a huge college football nerd. So for me, the draft is very important. But the drafts, when we look back at them years later, certain drafts tend to have a theme, right? I mean, we look at the 84 draft as the greatest draft of all time because of all the great quarterbacks that came out of it. We look back at the 2004 class as the trio of Big Ben, Eli, Phillip Rivers, there's certain drafts we look at and say, wow, they had a good theme to them. Some drafts are great pass rusher drafts. Some ones are elite defenses. Some produce Hall of Famers. Some are a little bit lackluster. But it's interesting now because I think we've gone far enough away from it. When we look back at a certain draft class in the past decade, it's going to be one of the most intriguing storylines about NFL quarterbacks. And it could be influential in how young quarterbacks are not only looked at, but more importantly, how they are handled in the future. Now, what draft am I talking about? I'm talking about the 2012 NFL draft. Now, if you remember, number one in that draft was Andrew Luck, and number two was Robert Griffin III. And this is prevalent because of Andrew Luck's retirement. When you look at the first three quarterbacks in that draft, and then the three that came later, it's incredible. If I was to tell you at the end of that night, oh, here's a, here's a fun story. So the number one quarterback is going to be retired by 30. The second quarterback's barely going to be in the league by the time he's around 30. The eighth quarterback, you know, he's going to be on a new team. He's not going to have a successful career. But let me tell you this. The 5'11 third-round quarterback not only is going to win a Super Bowl, but could be a potential Hall of Famer. The quarterback drafted to be the backup of the second-round pick not only is more successful in that city, but then gets the biggest guaranteed contract of all time in free agency as a quarterback. And, oh, by the way, another quarterback selected late round would be a Super Bowl MVP and defeat Tom Brady. You would look at me and you'd say, what is wrong with you? You'd say, that is so ridiculous. But that's what's happened. And it's very interesting because after week 17, especially the first two picks, we looked at them and we went, wow. Even Russell Wilson, even though he had a great rookie year, we looked at Robert Griffin and we looked at Andrew Luck and we said, these guys, they're going to change the league. They are going to be key linchpin and stars in the NFL for at least the next decade to 15 years. And that didn't happen. And it's very interesting because you look at how they were handled compared to later. And this is what I'm going by. You look at Andrew Luck. What's happened? Now, I'm going to preface this by saying it. I understand why organizations have to keep putting these guys out on the field because they need to win, because jobs are on the line. But Andrew Luck got banged up because his team did not build a good offensive line around him. Pushed to get back and get back, and finally it took its toll, and he's retired. 
Robert Griffin III was seriously injured at the end of his first season. And I understand they were in a playoff game. But I remember thinking at the time, even when I was younger and naive, I'm like, you know, I understand that you want to win a playoff game, but you have a quarterback that could be your franchise guy for the next 15 years. And you were a playoff team that really, it wasn't like they were in a position to really make a run. I know everyone's in a run for a Super Bowl, but they weren't like a number one or two seed. They were playing in wildcard weekend. Even with Robert Griffin, they weren't going to be favored in that game. So I said at the time, they should just sit him. I know it will get a lot of backlash. I know it won't be the popular opinion. But this is a guy, he's going to be the face of your franchise for 15 years. Keep him healthy. They put him out there. He made the knee worse. And he's never been the same quarterback. Ryan Tannehill in Miami took a beating because, like the other teams, didn't do a good job building an offensive line and kept pushing him after injuries, kept pushing and pushing. Tannehill has never been consistent. And you saw flashes of it with Adam Gase where he looked like a competent quarterback, but he kept getting hurt because they kept rushing him back. Meanwhile, I know it's not the best example because they haven't been hurt, but they've had better supporting cast. You look at Nick Foles when he was in Philadelphia with a great supporting cast and won a Super Bowl, even in a limited role. Russell Wilson has made Seattle a perennial contender because they put great pieces around him. And even Kirk Cousins, when he has good pieces, he can be a very efficient quarterback. But it would be very interesting because you see those guys and they may be able to have a long career. And I understand health and there's a lot of chances that go into this and they haven't had the injuries like the first three guys. But it's very interesting because I think we saw a little bit of this last year. And I'm wondering if we're going to see more of a trend of it. Now, I know fans are going to necessarily like what I'm about to say, but keep in mind, these are investments in an organization that they hope they have for 15 years. Sam Darnold got banged up for the New York Jets last year, and they sat him for a couple weeks. Now, the consensus was, okay, he was definitely going to miss the first game, but the next few games he missed... The consensus was, well, if they really needed him to play, he could have played. And even though it was a lost season, the Jets were very cautious until he was 100%. At the end of the year, Josh Rosen sat out Week 17 for the Cardinals in meaningless football. Is Are we going to see a trend now where if these first-round picks get hurt, these organizations are not going to rush them back? And I understand that there's a lot of circumstances involved. Coaches' jobs are on the line. General managers' jobs are on the line. But if you feel like you have made the investment, like I thought both those teams, the Redskins and the Colts, had Week 17 after that 2012 season. And I said, these teams, they got their franchise. They got their guy. You have to protect him. And have you noticed what the teams with young quarterbacks have done? What did the New York Jets do this offseason? They went out and invested heavily in offensive linemen and through trades and through the draft. Getting good weapons for Sam Darnold. Getting a good defense for Sam Darnold. What did the Browns do? Gave him a lot of great weapons and weapons he can get the ball out quick to. What did the Buffalo Bills do with Josh Allen? They invested heavily in the offensive line. What did the Rams do with Jared Goff? They invested heavily in their offensive line. 
it's becoming very clear. If you find a guy in the first round and you feel he's the guy and you see he has potential, you build a suit of armor around him with an offensive line. You give him weapons, especially when he has a rookie contract because he's your investment, and we've seen it work with Goff. We're going to see it work with Baker, with Darnold this year. All these guys that are young first-round quarterbacks, these teams are doing everything they can to protect their investment. And I think you're going to see it even more now because you look at the Colts. If you were honest at the end of last season, even though Luck came back from a major injury and was banged up, you thought what I did. They had a franchise quarterback for the next 10 years still, and he's retired. And the reason is his body broke down because they didn't protect him. They didn't give him anything. Did you notice when they gave him a good offensive line? It was last year after he missed an entire season. But at that point, his body was so broken down. In the NFL, you only get a certain lifespan. The average lifespan for an NFLer is still three years. It's three years. We've seen quarterbacks have longer careers. Tom Brady, Drew Brees, they're playing into their 40s. But they're also, they're not the norm. When you get a quarterback, you're hoping you get 10 to 15 great years out of him. And I understand that injuries are part of the game and you want your investment out there. And in a league where the quarterback is more important than ever, that if you lose your star quarterback, your team becomes basically dead in the water. But here's the other side to it. You know that old cliche, it's okay to lose a battle, but win the war. That's what I think you're going to see a lot of these organizations do now. If you have a high-end signal caller, if Kyler Murray gets injured at some point this year with Arizona, they are not going to rush him back until he's 100%. If Daniel Jones gets out there with the Giants and gets hurt in a game, they're not going to rush him back. He is their investment. There is a sense now in the NFL that you have to protect these investments, and general managers know how much a quarterback is worth. That is why quarterbacks make the big money, because especially now in the NFL with the rule changes, the quarterback has never been more valuable. And you've seen what teams without quarterbacks who don't have a franchise quarterback, what it's like. It's musical chairs. Jacksonville was a disaster last year. Okay? You need a quarterback. You look at the dysfunction in the AFC East, it's because they haven't been able to find the quarterback. But now, at least two of the teams with the Bills and the Jets, they feel they've found their guy, and the Dolphins are hoping that Josh Rosen is their guy. But if there's a lesson to be learned from the 2012 draft, it's not only, and I think this will be glossed over, I think the lesson people will get is you can get Super Bowl winning quarterbacks at any point in the draft are good quarterbacks. Because you look at the, the later rounds with Cousins, with Wilson, and I do think it proves you can get good quarterbacks later. But the thing that people should be talking about is how the first round quarterbacks were handled how they were rushed back from injury until they weren't completely healthy. Ryan Tannehill was never right again in Miami, and now he's trying to save his career in Tennessee. But more importantly, RG3 and Andrew Luck. 
it's hard to remember the end of that first season for both of them. I remember saying, wow, the NFL didn't just find a great quarterback in this draft and a couple of comparable ones later. They might have two all-timers with RG3 and with Andrew Luck. And I know RG3 was a runner, and I'm not a big fan of runners, but when you saw him throw that ball in his rookie year, the way he was able to put that ball into certain windows, he was a terrific thrower. But then he got injured in the playoffs, and then Lux started getting dinged, and the Colts didn't do anything to protect him. The Redskins didn't invest in heavily in the offensive line until it was too late. It's funny because Kirk Cousins had a lot of success with the Redskins. The thing was, it was after they realized that they needed to get pieces for RG3. But by that point, his body had taken a beating. And the thing about your body, especially in the NFL, once it starts to go, it's not coming back. Did you notice how things started to escalate with Andrew Luck? It started off with little injuries, then got worse and worse and worse. RG3 got hurt having a handoff with the Ravens in training camp this year. People are going, well, he's fragile. It, it happens in the NFL. When your body breaks down, it breaks down fast. It's never going to be the same usually in the NFL, and you have to make an adjustment. Certain guys like Adrian Peterson coming back from the ACL, that doesn't happen every day. And especially the quarterbacks where they have to use their whole bodies and take a beating in the pocket. And this is another reason why I know a lot of fans hate the rules from last year where quarterbacks were getting hit and getting flags, but I want to say this. For every fan that gets upset about those late flags, and I know they're frustrating and I get frustrated with them too, but the reason the league put that in there is they don't want your team losing their franchise quarterback. What would happen if your franchise quarterback got hit late and then had to miss the rest of the season? It kills your season. And if it's a serious injury, like we've seen with Griffin and with Luck, it could derail your franchise. The Indianapolis Colts have derailed their franchise because they failed to protect their greatest resource, which was Andrew Luck. The Redskins were lucky because they were able to find a good quarterback late in that same draft. And that was able to produce mainly because a lot of the offensive line and weapons that were put in place were supposed to be for RG3 but his body broke down. So I think the lesson we will learn from this 2012 draft is, man, what could have been if Griffin or Luck had stayed healthy? What would we be saying them about today? What would those franchises look like today? The NFL would look completely different. And more importantly, how does this affect the league going forward? This is a copycat league. If we see guys, especially young quarterbacks, get hurt I will be fascinated over the next few years. Will teams be more patient getting them back from injuries, even though they know it will probably cost them their season? Will they be more careful? The Jets were very cautious with Sam Darnold last year. And I know people are going to say, well, they were out of it. And I get that. But they these, these general managers know people want to see these quarterbacks. People are not coming to see Josh McCown play for the Jets. They're there to see Sam Darnold. They are acutely aware of that. But it will be interesting because we saw the Colts and the Redskins push their young quarterbacks through injuries. And both of those guys were out of the league before 30. 
even though I know technically Robert Griffin's still in the league, but he's not a starter in the league. But think about it. They're both out of the league now because they were rushed. I will be fascinated to see if this changes the way organizations view their first-round quarterbacks. Will they be more cautious? Because now we have not only one, but two cautionary tales of what happens when you try to push quarterbacks through injuries when they don't have a good enough roster around them. I know that these general managers and coaches, they're worried about one season at a time, and I can completely get that. But when you have a great quarterback talent that could be the savior of your franchise, sometimes it's better to lose a battle and lose a season than lose a war and potentially your franchise, as Indianapolis learned this week. That's going to do it for this episode of Rich Sports Talk. Thank you so much for joining us here today. If you'd like to reach out or be on the show or get in contact with us, we are available richsportstalk at gmail.com. And, of course, we are on Facebook, Twitter, social media using the handle Rich Sports Talk. And we are available to listen to anywhere where podcasts are available, iHeartRadio, Spotify, SoundCloud. If you have it on your phone, you can listen to us anywhere. Make sure to download, hit that like button, subscribe, so you don't miss any of our latest content. But until next time, I'm your host, Nolan Rich, and this is Rich Sports Talk.